Today we have a fascinating Matmonim, something that is true to the word of Matmonim, of something hidden, because there's a hidden concept here that I'm sure you've all heard of, and I'm sure you've never heard it explained. So today we'll see it's the source for it, and we will endeavor to explain it. It's a principle that I teach in business a lot, and that is to understand the difference between polarity and paradox. A paradox is A is true, and B is true, but A and B can't both be true. That's a paradox. Uh, and and in, in, in life, it's certainly, and in business, you have that often. You have two options. You have a dilemma in life. A is a good way, B is a good way, but, but they, can't, they contradict one another. And a polarity is different. And we'll, un we'll understand the difference between uh, a paradox and polarity. Mm -hmm. A paradox cannot be resolved. A, a polarity can. And we live with polarities. Polarities is an important part of our lives. And in modern business, it's very important to understand polarities. And the, the aside of that whole piece of work that I do with large corporations is the sugya here. Where the Gemara asks, You shouldn't have less than four glasses of wine. How could the Rabbonin have legislated a practice which has, runs the risk of causing damage. It puts people at risk. What's the risk? Haven't we learnt? We have a principle of zugot, that when you do something, by the way, zugot means things in pairs. When things are in pairs, there's a, a negative energy attached to it. Now, people quote it often, and they refer to it often, but you see, it doesn't apply to everything. At the end of the day, there were two luchot habrit. Hashem wasn't worried about giving two. He didn't give a third, so we shouldn't have zugot. There were two luchot habrit. It's very specific what, where the zugot can, can be negative, and that's when we're doing physical things. So when we're doing things like eating, and, and you're going to the toilet, and, and uh, drinking, these are all, when we're doing something very physical, something that animals do as well, we, we don't do it in pairs. And here the, the um, Chachomim give us an even number of, of, courses, of, of glasses of wine to drink, and that seems to be dangerous, that seems to be risky. So there are various different answers. This is Pesach night, Pesach night, then uh, the, there's no risk, no damage, nothing happened, nothing bad happens on Pesach night. Rava says that, we talked about it yesterday, that kosher brocha, the, the, the brocha for Birkat Amazon, kind of is an extra one, and it, it, it gets added in for good and not for bad, meaning it turns the first two glasses into a threesome, but it doesn't turn the last glass into a twosome. So it's really three plus one. Ravina uh, Ravina says that Chachamim told us to have four glasses of wine, to do it in a way that is like a free person does. A free person doesn't drink four glasses one after the other. You only do that if somebody's daring you, if somebody's urging you on, and then you're under pressure. That's not freedom. Freedom is to be able to drink one glass and then to have conversation and a course of your meal and then another glass. And so they spread it over the Seder. And in that way, everyone is a separate mitzvah. It's not a Mitzvah of four glasses. It's not four, one mitzvah of four glasses. It's four mitzvahs of one glass. And that's how they resolve it. But what we'll look at is the origin. What is this whole thing of, of, of zugot, of pairs? And it's a very important idea. 
it's an idea in Kabbalah, in Kabbalah, and it's an idea in Halacha. So when when an idea, when a principle is is emes, when it's true, it works through all disciplines. If you find a principle that is true, you take a principle like gravity. You've got gravity in physics, and you've got gravity in psychology, and you've got gravity in spirituality, and you've got gravity in halacha, and you've got gravity in Kabbalah. You, you, one of the ways to check whether a principle is true is to see that it applies in, in, in every principle. It's not restricted. And the same with Kabbalah and halacha. A Kabbalistic concept, if one understands it, expresses itself in halacha, and a halachic concept expresses itself in Kabbalah. So we'll learn a piece of, of, of real, real Kabbalah, not, not, not from the kind of popular Kabbalah. And it comes from the Sifra de Tzniyuta, which is one of the real sources of, of Kabbalah. The Vilna Gaon says it's like the spine of Kabbalah. The Sifra de Tzniyuta is divided into five prokim, into five chapters, and the Vilna Gaon says that's like the five books of the Chumash. The Sifra de Tzniyuta is a piece of Zohar at the end of Parashas Truma. So it's a, it's a small, short piece of, of, of Zohar, and the Vilna Gaon writes pages and pages on it, a whole sefer on it, and you need several volumes in order to understand the Vilna Gaon. The Perushim and the Vilna Gaon are several volumes, but the text itself is very, very short. And, and the opening of the Sifra de Tzniyuta is the foundation of, of all, all Kabbalah, really, and it says, Tana Sifra de Tzniyuta, this is the Sifra de Tzniyuta, which means the hidden sefer, or the safer of hidden ideas. Sifra de shakil b'mitkela. A safer, but also remember, sifra is the safer. Yitzhira says has a, a, a multiple meaning. Sifra is safer, and it's sipur, which is a story, and it's lesaper, which is, or lispor, which is to count. It's a number. It's, it's a whole lot of, the word means a whole lot of things. The shakil b'mitkela, which is balanced on a scale, is what that means. Tana, we learned, Ad de lo havi mitzkele, until there was a balance. Lo havu mashgichin apin ba'apin, they didn't look face to face. Umalchin kadmoin, misu, and the early, the original forces of, of the kings, which is the forces of energy of creation, died. Vezinehun lo ishtachu, and there was no nourishment for them. Va'ara itbatlat, and the earth collapsed. So in Kabbalah, there was a period of time where the, there was it's kind of period of tohu when the world, the world could, was unsustainable. It couldn't. There was nothing to keep it together. What keeps it together is this idea of the mitkila of the balance. Now, what's this? They couldn't be face to face and so on. So you know the eses firot. The eses firot when they were random or in pairs, or they weren't in pairs. They were random. They were just ten firot, ten forces. The firot are the way that Hashem's energy comes down to us in the world. And, and, we, and we know the names, there's Chesed, and there's Gvuru, and there's Tiferes, and there's uh, Netzach, and Hoid, and Yesod, and so on. But, and you've seen the way they're laid out. When you see any kind of diagram, you see how it's laid out. But originally, they were just ten random forces. And says the Sifra Ditsnuta, the world couldn't function with ten random sources. They were competing with each other all the time. They just, the world collapsed. Until the Mitkila came. The Mitkila is the balance. And the balance, so if you think of it, you've got, um, you've got Chochmah and, and, uh, and, and you've got Chochmah and Bino, two forces, and then you've got Da'at that brings them together. And you've got Chesed and Gvuro, 
and you've got Tiferet that is the blend of Chesed and, and, and Gevur. So they, get, they, got, they established themselves systemically. When the Ten Sefirot became an integrated system, the world could exist. And the way they became an integrated system is to make them three sets of three. And then you've got Malchut. You've got Keter at the top, you've got Malchut at the bottom. But basically they're three sets of three. Because three, the idea of three is something that, that, that can sustain. Why? Because when you've got two forces, if we're talking about energy. Energy requires polarity. The energy is about polarity, right? If you've got electricity, you need positive and negative. There is no energy if there's no polarity. You need a man and a woman in a relationship. Then there's an energy. Two men, two women, it's okay, but there's not, there's not that energy, that, that sexual energy that keeps them together that doesn't exist. They can have a kind of relation. Two men have a friendship, then they both go their own ways. Two women have a friendship, they go their own ways. But a man and a woman who connect have the capacity to, take, to, to create that energy. So you need polarity for energy. You need contrast. Without contrast, there's no energy. If everything's flat and everything's the same and everything's gray, you need contrast. But contrast can be destructive. So you need contrast and a unifying force to bring the contrast together and hold it together. That's the idea of the mitkara. You've got chesed and you've got gvura. You've got chokhmah and you've got bina. You've got netzach and you've got hoed. But each of them has a unifying principle. So if you think of that diagram, a diagram of the, of the spherot, you've got a right-hand axis and you've got a left-hand axis and you've got a central axis. The central axis is keter, is dat, is tiferet. Um, is Yesod, those are the ones that you see down that central axis. Those are the mitkala. That's what holds it all together. That third force is what holds it all together. And so when you've got Zugot, when you've got a, a Tusim, you've got polarity. You've got two, two alternatives. What do you say if you have a dilemma? Should I do A or should I do B? The answer is, I'll, I'll tell you right away, it makes no difference. They're equally good and equally bad. There are advantages and disadvantages to eat. It makes no difference. You can do either one. If you, do, if, you, if you don't have a dilemma, it's one thing. But if you have a dilemma, should I do A or two? Should I do B? It makes no difference. And you can't go crazy about it. What you've got to try and find is what Rabbi Yishmuel says in the Brisa that we say every morning, the first, the first Mechilta in, in Vayikra. Rabbi Yishmuel, you, you understand the Torah using three, 13 principles. The last of the 13 is, and if you've got two verses that contradict one another, the first verse is true. The second verse is true, but they can't both be true. Find the third one. You're missing a dimension. And you've got to find the dimension that you're missing, which causes the, the dilemma, which causes the duality. When you find the third dimension, you've got chesed and you've got, and you've got gvuro. Which is it? Well, which is the better way? Truth is, they're both good, they're both bad. You get Tiferet, brings it all together in harmony now that you, this creates a new integrated whole. You've got Chochman, you've got Bina, which is the right way. They're both right, they're both wrong, until you've got Das, which brings them all together, and so with, with all of them. And so when we're doing something physical, if you think also that the Yom Sheni, the second day, is when Hashem created 
Havdala, he created separation. That's why it doesn't say Kitov on the second day, because Machloket was the capacity for Machloket was created on the second day. Because when there's one day, there's, a, there's oneness, there's integrity. When there are two, there's polarity. And on that day is Vayavdel ben Amayim b'tachat arakim, me'al arakim, b'tachat arakim, Hashem divides the water, He creates division, He creates polarity. And there isn't yet the Katu Vashlishi, we don't yet have the third one which comes on Friday, which is the human being who can bring this all together. And until, until that time, there's just duality. So duality is not sustainable. If you have two alternatives, you won't get, a, you won't get to resolution. You can't resolve duality. You can't have a based in with two people on it. To resolve duality, you need a katuva shlishi. You need a third dimension that integrates the two dilemmas. And it's very important that the Torah does it in that way because each one, each katuv gives you the extreme. And you want to see the spectrum. You don't just want to, like we've talked about the difference between halacha and gemorrah, we just look at using Shulchan Aruch and using gemorrah. You want to see the spectrum. You want to know here's one principle and there's another principle. And how do you bring them together? How do you integrate them with the Katuv Shlishi? And so we're aware of that. So metaphorically, we're aware of that. And when we're doing something physical, where there's a possibility for negative forces to attach, when we're doing something spiritual, it doesn't matter. But if we're doing something physical, where negative forces can attach, we try not to do it in pairs. So as to constantly remain conscious of the fact that you've got to resolve polarity, you've got to resolve contradiction. And the way to resolve contradiction is to convert a pair into a threesome. Because when you've got a threesome, you can find the common binding principle, the integrating principle, which is where the MS, uh, where the MS really lies.